Merhaba from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Turkey update from the 26th of October 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Turkey. On Friday the 21st, Mahir Unal, the former Minister of Culture and the current Group Deputy Chair of the ruling Justice and Development Party, gave a speech at the 8th International Book and Culture Fair in Karaman Maraş. In his speech, he targeted the Republican regime and the alphabet reform. Back in the late 1920s, in the early Republican period of the country, Atatürk, the founder of the Turkish Republic, changed the alphabet of the Turkish language from the Arabic alphabet to the Latin one to increase the literacy rate in the country. Before the alphabet reform, less than 10% of the country could read or write. Literacy and literature was a virtue mostly limited to nobility in the Ottoman Empire, and the Arabic alphabet was relatively harder to learn than the Latin alphabet. About this, Unal said that, quote, the harshest cultural revolution happened in Turkey. For example, in the French Revolution, they demolished everything but the language. Same with China's Mao. But unfortunately, as a cultural revolution, the Republican regime destroyed our lexicon, our alphabet, our language, and our way of thinking. We cannot produce thoughts with the Turkish we are speaking today. We can only satisfy our need to communicate, end quote. Hussein Bash, the head of the opposition Independent Turkey Party, said that Unal's comments were a matter of national security and that the government should take action against him. However, no government official has made any comment on the matter. Unal claimed that his words were taken out of context. However, many think that his wording clearly targeted the Turkish language and that he is trying to avoid backlash by denying what he said. Speaking of the Republic, on Saturday the 29th, Turkey will celebrate Republic Day. On this day, in 1923, Ataturk declared that from then on, Turkey would be a republic, henceforth abolishing the Sultanate, the governing regime of the Ottoman Empire. Since this is a national holiday, all public institutions will be closed starting from the afternoon of Friday the 28th, and they will remain closed for the whole weekend. To celebrate, generally every district holds its own parades. There are also fireworks shows, marches, and other events like concerts, festivals, and cultural seminars taking place all over the country. In some environmental news, as of Sunday the 23rd, the fill rate of Istanbul's water dams has dropped below 50%. Drought in Istanbul is rapidly becoming a life-threatening problem, so much so that the Ali Bey Dam in Istanbul has started to dry up, and people are now having picnics where there used to be water. Moving on, Renault is bringing a second-hand refractory car business into Turkey. On Friday the 21st, the CEO of Renault Turkey announced that in 2023, they would begin selling renewed second-hand cars at a cheap price. He said that the company will restore the cars at their factory in the city of Bursa. He added that at first they'll renew vehicles that are up to six years old, and then gradually they will start restoring older cars. At some point, they will renew vehicles that are up to 10 years old. These cars will also have a two-year guarantee. On another note, on Monday the 24th, the Minister of Family and Social Services announced that the ministry will provide housing to aid widowed women. She said that the ministry will give 300,000 Turkish liras, around 16,000 U.S. dollars, per family to the Social Assistance and Solidarity Foundation. Because that's not enough to purchase or build a house, the foundation will top up the money with donations from charities and municipalities. With that money, the foundation will either build or buy houses and settle the widowed women and their families in those residences. 
However, the foundation will be the legal owner of the houses. The women will live there free of charge. However, not every widowed woman is eligible for a house. The woman has to have at least three children under the age of 18. The ministry added that they'll give aid to a total of 2,023 households and that the residences would be about 80 square meters. Some thought that the number of households was a bit too deliberate. They questioned if they were trying to give a message about the 2023 elections, since it's one of the main topics in the political agenda of the country nowadays. Some also criticized the three-child policy for favoring supporters of the ruling party and the president. For years, President Erdogan has been calling on people to have at least three children. So, women with three children are mostly people who vote for him. Now let's talk about the economy. Turkey's central bank lowered the interest rate for the third week in a row. Last month, it dropped the rate from 13 to 12 percent. On Thursday the 20th, the bank reduced it to almost 10 percent. Recall that since 2019, the central bank has been testing the president's theory, which suggests that inflation is the result of high interest rates. In December 2020, this theory backfired and the country's currency collapsed to an all-time low with an exchange rate of 18 liras per dollar. Currently, the rate is at 18.6 liras per dollar. In a press release, the bank said that they expect to see a drop in inflation in the following months. It also added that the bank was planning to reduce the rate one last time next month. On some tragic news, on Sunday the 23rd, the retaining walls of a construction site in the Kukchukchemenje district of Istanbul collapsed. As a precautionary measure, the Aurel University, which is right next to the construction site, emptied the building and switched to online teaching. Later in the day, the university building also collapsed. The authorities evacuated a dormitory and six other residential buildings as a precaution. Luckily, no one was injured in the collapse as the building was already emptied. Moving on, on Tuesday the 18th, the pro-Kurdish Firat News Agency shared a video that allegedly showed two members of the Kurdish Workers' Party, or PKK, which Turkey deems a terrorist organization, suffering from exposure to chemical weapons in Iraq's Kurdistan region. The news agency claimed that Turkey has been using chemical weapons in their military operations against PKK. However, the country strongly denied these accusations. The Ministry of National Defense said in a written statement that groups who want to sabotage Turkey's fight against terrorism have been periodically bringing up allegations like these, which the ministry has called baseless and unrealistic. In other news, on Sunday the 23rd, the police arrested Mika Yan Raun, a social media influencer, for disrespecting the Turkish lira after he posted a video of himself throwing a 100 lira banknote in the toilet and allegedly flushing it. Following the backlash on social media, he shared another video where he said that he didn't flush it and that it was just a funny sketch he put together to share on social media. After his initial questioning, the police charged him with, quote, insulting a symbol of the country's sovereignty, end quote. He was later released on bail. And to close this edition on a more positive note, on the same day, the Istanbul Bar Association elected Filiz Sarac, its first female president. Almost 50% of bar members voted in the election, and Sarac won by a landslide. And that's it for this week. You may not know it, but we do updates from some other countries too. If you know anybody who might be interested, let them know. Ready? Here they are from west to east. Argentina, Venezuela, Spain, Nigeria, Poland, Serbia, Malawi, Ethiopia, Georgia, and Japan. Can you think of anybody? Remember, you can contact us at turkey at rorschach.com. Hoshakalin!